Hello everyone and welcome to Christ Fellowship Online. My name is Jeannie Rodriguez and I want to thank you so much for joining us. If this is your first time, I want to invite you to pause the broadcast and fill out a connection card at cfmiami.org connect. This will help us connect with you and know how we can best serve you during this season. And now, a special message by Pastor Carlos. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the, what's that next word? Time. Say it like you mean it. What's that next word? Time. Now we're going to go over to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off. Say it with me, throw off. Say it like you mean it. Throw off, Throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Amen. Amen. So that's the word of the Lord. I'm going to ask you to have a seat now. And as we begin our time together, you know, I've shared this before with you, but after a long day of ministry and working, when I get home and once Shawnee and I took our children to bed. One of the things that I love to do, we love to spend some time together before we end the night. And we usually watch a little bit of TV, especially Netflix. And several weeks ago, I realized that this very well-known movie that I watched many years ago was on Netflix, and it was the movie Click. In fact, how many of you here, show of hands, have watched the movie Click? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure most of us have watched that movie, but in case you haven't, let me, allow me to give you a brief synopsis on the movie. Because Adam Sandler stars as this man called Michael, who is an architect. And from the outset of the movie, you quickly realize that he's a good guy, but he wants to simplify his schedule because he is filled with so much clutter and so many commitments that he is trying to manage. In other words, Michael is trying to do the good life. He's trying to be a good father. He's trying to be a good husband, a good son, a good employee, be a good friend, a good person. But he does not have enough time. And all of a sudden, he encounters this man who gives them this magical remote control. And this control, which is why the movie's called Click, gives them the power to pause real life and even fast forward some of the events and some of the experiences in his life. It is like a DVR for his entire world. And so as you begin to watch this movie, you notice that he starts using this remote control and he begins to enjoy this remote control. In fact, with that in mind, take a look at this video clip right now. <coughs> Get sick, man. Fast forward me till I'm better. Michael, honey, wake up. You'll be late for work. Uh, what? It's Monday already? Huh? Are you kidding me? No more phlegm? I skipped an entire cold? Thanks to you, baby! I love you! No more Tylenol! I don't remember doing any work this weekend. But apparently I did. Bad news, sweetie, there's no hot water. What? I gotta take a shower. It's all good. Yes! Look at me! Oh, shower. 
empowered and dressed and looking sexy. I like that. Are you gonna have to work late again tonight? Uh, unfortunately, yes. Traffic, traffic. No more traffic. Don't you wish you had that magical remote control, right? You're stuck in traffic on a Monday morning, Palmetto Expressway or I-95, and all you have to do is click and go past that traffic, or you're in a long, dragged-out meeting, and you're just dying to get out of there, and all you have to do is click and pass through that. But the truth of the matter is we do not have a magical remote control where we can control time. And the reason why this movie is funny and can relate to us is because many of us can see ourselves in that movie. For many of us, we live a life filled with clutter, so many commitments, overscheduled, overworked, and there isn't enough time in our schedule to do it all. We're trying to navigate between being a father a husband, a son, a student, a mother, a grandparent, and there is not enough time to do it all. And we're frustrated or confused, and we have no idea what priorities should take place in our schedule. But here's the good news. Our Heavenly Father does not want you to live that type of life. In fact, here's our proposition for today. God's desire is for you to simplify your schedule. God's desire for you is to simplify your schedule. But you may be thinking, Pastor Carlos, how exactly do I simplify my schedule? Does God even care about how I use my time? What is it that God is expecting from me? Well, we're going to find out today as we navigate through this passage in Ephesians chapter 5. So if you have your inserts, if you can just take a moment and wave them, at, wave them at me at all of our campuses. We love to take notes here. If you're watching us online, I want to encourage you to take some notes as well. And this is the first point that I want you to write down today. You simplify your schedule when you spend your time wisely. When you spend your time wisely. Look at what the Word of God says in Ephesians 5 verse 15. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time. Now, I want to give you some context to set up this passage for us today, because the Apostle Paul is writing this letter to the church in Ephesus. He is writing it to a group of Christians just like us. And if you've ever studied the book of Ephesians, the first three chapters, it's made up of six chapters, but the first Three chapters have to do with a lot of theology. Chapters 1, 2, and 3 have to do with who God is and what God has done for you through Jesus. So it's a lot of theology. But then chapters 4 and chapters 5 and chapter 6 has to do with practical living, the way that you're supposed to live for the things of God. In other words, now that you know who God is, this is how you're supposed to live for God. And in Ephesians chapter 5, Paul begins to write about walking in God's will. 
And when he talks about walking in God's will, he shares something so imperative for us to understand. Because look at what the Bible says in Ephesians 5 verse 15. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time. Now, if you're taking notes, I want you to circle or underline the word, the statement, making the most. In fact, say with me, making the most. Say it like you mean it, making the most. Because we've told you many times that the New Testament was first written in Greek and then translated into other languages. And that statement has such a profound meaning. See, that statement is the word eragazo, eragazo. And it means literally to buy out of the marketplace. Remember, this is first century language. And so what Paul is saying through this word, it is a de depiction of a merchant who is seeking out to get the best bargains in the marketplace. Not wasting any opportunity. In other words, what Paul is saying is just like this merchant is out in the marketplace getting the best opportunity, we are to take advantage of our time. We are to take advantage of every single moment, of every single day, of every single minute, of every single hour that we have in this life. But you know, often as a pastor, one of the things that people often tell me, and maybe you've heard it before, Pastor Carlos, I'm just so busy. I don't have enough time. I wish I had more time so that I can read the Word of God. If only I had more time, I would spend time praying to God. Pastor Carlos, if only I had more time, I would finally join a small group. I would begin to serve. I would start going to church on the weekends. I don't have enough time. And you may feel that way. And I get you. I'm a father. I'm a husband. We have three children. I'm a pastor. I get you. But this is so important for us to understand it as we're discussing about time. And this is your next point for today. When it comes to time, it's not about having more time, but rather about making the most of your time. It's not about having more time, but rather about making the most of your time, which is why the Apostle Paul says in Colossians 4, verse 5, walk in wisdom. He's writing to the church in Colossia, and he says, walk in wisdom toward outsiders, making the best, making the most use of your time. Whether you are an executive in a Fortune 500 company or you're a college student, father, or mother, husband, son, student, we all have 24 hours. And God wants us to make the most of our time. You know who's mastered this concept, this idea of making the most of your time? You know who, is, who are professionals at making the most of your time? Disney. <laughs> Disney. In fact, how many of you here like Disney? Show of hands. Come on, make some noise if you're a Disney fan, annual pass holder. Raise your hand if you don't like Disney. I know some people know it's okay, cool. You don't like crowds, long lines. I get that. But from the moment that you step foot into that park, they're making the most of your time. 
You're waiting in line for two hours to ride a two-minute ride. <laughs> what? Avatar, three hours? Crazy. But while you're waiting in line, they're distracting you and entertaining you and their characters and videos and images and people. It feels like it's part of the ride. I'm like, am I in this ride already? And then they take a picture of you and you take that ride. And then once you're out of the ride, guess what? You step into a store filled with toys. Like my son needs another sword from Pirates of the Caribbean. He has like five of them already. Come on. They're making the most of your time. You see, oftentimes we're praying to God for more time, but we're wasting the time that we currently have and not making the most of our time. Come on, somebody. And that's why the Apostle Paul is saying, if you want to walk in the things of God, if you want to walk in his ways, if you want to walk in his will, make the most of your time. Why? Because every single one of us, including myself, we have a tendency to live a schedule filled with clutter. It is our natural bent. In fact, I want you to write this down as your next point for today. Good things. Say it with me, good things. Good. Say it like you mean it. Good things good. can clutter your schedule. Good things. Look at what the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off. Say with me, throw off. Come on, 1045, say with me, throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Now, Hebrews 12 is a very well-known passage. But there's something interesting that the writer of Hebrews is trying to share in that passage. Because notice how he makes a distinction between sin and everything else. Sin hinders our relationship with God. Sin will clutter your life. Sin will distract you. However, sin oftentimes is obvious. You know when you're sinning, even if you fall into sin. Sexual immorality, addictions. Lying, stealing, cheating, all those things. But there are other things that also hinder and distract you and fill your schedule. They clutter your schedule and hinder you from your relationship with God. And these things are good things. They're actually blessings for us to enjoy in this world. It's not sin. It's not evil. It's not wicked. These are good things. Let me give you an example of how this works. And for the sake of this illustration, this is a one-week schedule in our lives, and we're going to start our week on Monday, okay? Now, I know every single one of us, we have different schedules. Uh, we work at different times. Some of us work full-time. Some of us are students. But let's just say the majority of us, right, we work a full-time job, 40 to 45 hours, and we begin about 8, 8.30, and we end our day about 5. So let's just say that all of us, we have the same schedule, and we wake up about 6.30, get ready, shower, go on to our morning commute, and we're at work, we're work about 8.30. And once we get out of work and we make it home, it's about 6.30 in the evening. And now you have about four or five hours to choose what you want to do. So Monday comes... And you want to start the week right, 
So you're going to go to Planet Fitness and get your workout on. Come on, one of the gyms. Because i got to get some biceps done or triceps or my legs. And I'm going to go to Planet Fitness on Monday and also Wednesday because it's January and we're going to the gym all the time. <laughs> Friday. And you know what? I'm going to squeeze it in on Saturday morning because they have this really cool cycling class. I can't miss that. She challenges me. I get my cardio in. So we're going to do that. And then Tuesday, little Johnny is in baseball. He's in softball. And so we're going to go to Little League here. You know, we're going to put pictures of him. And there's a practice on Tuesday. There's another. There's a game on Thursday. And then Wednesday comes. And you know what? The guys invited me out. So we're going to have a guys night out. And we're going to go to the Heat game right here. We're going to go to the Heat game. How many Heat fans do we have here? Come on. Yeah. Heat. Heat. Awesome. We got to go pool for them. We got to be a fan of them. And you know what? So in my free time during the week, I'm going to watch Netflix. Because everyone is talking about Bird Box, and I need to know what's all the hype on social media. So we're going to watch Netflix, and we're going to watch a little bit of Netflix uh, during work hours, okay? Hopefully your manager is not next to you, and you don't get in trouble. You're there screening it on your phone, on your computer. So, and we're going to put Netflix here, and we're going to put Netflix here, and we're going to put Netflix here. Uh, Pretty Little Liars or Gilmore Girls or all the different shows that we want to watch, and we're going to put Netflix. And this is Monday through Friday. And then Saturday comes, and guess what? After you get the workout, you got to have brunch. <laughs> Those mimosas, I know they're virgin. I'm going to keep it Christian here. Those mimosas and the chicken and waffles, and we're going to put it on Facebook so that everybody knows. Come on, am I speaking to somebody? Come on. Come on, am I speaking to somebody? And we get home, we're tired, and you know, we got to clean the house, and we got to cut the grass. That, that, that's not good. And then we have to go to a little kid's birthday party. <laughs> and the ladies are going to end the night with the girls' night out. So we're right here. There you go, ladies. Girls' night out. So then Sunday comes and you're exhausted, and we live in Miami, and the weather is beautiful, and it's Sunday fun day, and so we're going to start our day going to the beach, and we're going to go fishing, and then we're going to end our day grocery shopping to get ready for Monday, or, 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 guess what? I got annual pass holders. I'm an annual pass holder. I got to go to Disney. Guess what? Put Disney right here. You see how cluttered our schedule becomes? Where is God in this schedule? Where is God in your schedule? The beach isn't wrong. It's a good thing. Going to Disney is not wrong. Fishing is not wrong. Playing golf is not wrong. Working out is a good thing. You should work out. But folks, there's a reason why the writer of Hebrews says, throw off everything. Sin will clutter your life. Sin will distract you. Sin will push you away from the things of God. But there are other good things that push you away from the things of God. Oftentimes, it's the blessings and the good things that hinder our relationship with God. Amen. Why? Your schedule, write this down as your next point, your schedule is shaping you into someone. 
Your schedule is shaping you into someone. Look at what the Bible says in Ephesians 5, verse 16 and 17. Making the best use of the time. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. In other words, what Paul is saying to the church in Ephesus is that your time is an indicator if you're walking in the things of God. And it is shaping you to become someone whether you like it or not. Your schedule is either shaping you to become a man or a woman of God who is pursuing God and who is passionate about Jesus and is who is obeying his will or your schedule is shaping you into someone who little by little is drifting from the things of God and becoming apathetic to God and his ways. Your schedule, whether you like it or not, is shaping you into a husband or a father who is a spiritual leader at home, who loves his wife, who is engaged with his children, or your schedule is shaping you into a father who has become a workaholic, who is never around home, who is disengaged from his wife and his children. Your schedule is shaping you into a mother and to a wife who loves her husband, who cares and nurtures her children. Or your schedule is shaping you into a mother who is exhausted, tired, and feels like she has no purpose. Feels like she has no purpose. What kind of person is your schedule shaping you to become? If you look at your time, what kind of person is your schedule shaping you to become? But I get it. Pastor Carlos, I'm tracking with you. I understand, and I'm, I understand what you're saying, but you don't get it. There's just so many commitments and so many different engagements, and there are so many things that I need to do in life, and, and I just don't know how to simplify my schedule. Well, we're going to learn today. In fact, I want you to write this down as your next point for this weekend. To simplify your schedule, you need to learn to say no to what's good and say yes to what's great. Let me say that again. You need to simplify. You need to say no to what is good and say yes to what is great. The heat game is good. We like basketball. Guys night is good. Great. Gym is really, really good. But you know what? Wednesdays are the nights that I go to small group. Why? Because at night, I have other men and women that are pouring into my life, that are challenging me, that are encouraging me, that are helping me shape up to be the man and woman that God has called me to be. In fact, this weekend at all of our campuses, we have Group Connect. Some of you need to say yes to Group Connect after our service. You know what? Um, Disney is great. That's awesome. Fishing beach is great. You know, we can do that. But Sunday mornings, that's the, the Lord's day. And I'm going to attend church. And I'm going to worship God. I'm going to come with other believers. And that block, that moment is about Jesus and worshiping my creator with, every, with other people as well. You know what? Fridays, cool, Netflix. We can watch Netflix later. 
But you know what, Fridays, I'm going to devote it to serving in our student ministry. Right there. Say no to what is good so that you can say yes to what is great. Pastor Carlos, you don't get it. I don't want to disappoint my cousin. I don't want to disappoint my tia. You just don't get it. I have such a large family. What do I do? I'm going to teach you three powerful words that will change your life. Three words that will revolutionize your life. And here they are. You ready? Are you ready? No, thank you. (laughs) Say with me. No, thank you. Tell the other person next to you, no, thank you. Tell the other person next to you, no, thank you. Carlos, do you want to go to the Marlins game with me? No, thank you. I appreciate that. Do you want to play golf? No, thank you. Do you want to go to another kid's party? You've been to 10 of them already in one month? No, thank you. I've been to Chuck E. Cheese so many times, people think I'm an employee there. No, thank you. Can I be honest with you? I'm a pastor, and I love to say yes. I love to be there for people. I love people. I love spending time with people and caring for people. But I get invited to so many things. Can you come to this community event? Can you come to this birthday? Can you come to this gathering? Can you come to this place? And oftentimes, I have to say no, thank you. Why? Because if I say yes to everything, it will begin to clutter my schedule. And I do all these good things, things that are good, but they hinder my relationship with God and will destroy my marriage and my relationship with my children. You know, I'm in a group chat. Yeah, give it up for God. Give it up for him. You're going to give it up for him. You know, I'm in a group chat with a group of guys from our church and Every weekend, every Saturday, they, most of the times they play uh, football, flag football. And uh, for the past year, you know, they send text messages, hey, we're going to play flag, flag football. And I love football. It's a good thing. That's my favorite sport. But in the stage of life that I am in, for the past year, I've had to tell them, no, thank you. Hey, guys, I love football. And they text me, hey, are you going to come? And I'm like, no, thank you. I can't. Why? Because I cannot afford to spend four hours of my Saturday morning playing football. It's a good thing. It's a great hobby. It's good for me. But I need to use those four hours. I need to make the most of my time, and I need to engage with my wife and my children. I need to have breakfast with my boys. We need to do something together. What are some hobbies? What are some things that are pooling you and are making your life so cluttered and distracting you from the most important thing. Your time is limited. In fact, look at what the Bible says about our time. Psalm chapter 90, verse 12. The Bible says, the word of God, teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. You know, when we read the book of Psalms, we always think of David because he wrote most of the Psalms. But Moses actually wrote this Psalm. And Moses lived for 120 years. And when he wrote this, he was at the very end of his life. He had experienced God's provision. He had experienced God's power. He had experienced God's love, his mercy. And he pens those words inspired by God. And he reminds us, listeners, remember, 
Your time is limited. Teach us to number our days. You only turn 20 once. You only turn 30 once. Some of you have turned 43 times. We'll keep it there. (laughs) You only turn 40 once. Your time is limited. Make the most of it. In fact, I want you to write this down as your next point. Schedule your time with God. What doesn't get scheduled oftentimes does not get what? Does not get done. Here's what the Bible says in Psalm 90, that same passage. Teach us, O Lord, to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. And then verse 14, satisfy us in the, what's that next word? Say it like you mean it. Satisfy us in the? With your steadfast love that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. Do you want to live a simplified life? Do you want to be, live a life filled with gladness and joy and love and forgiveness? Seek God in the morning. First thing, before you get into a busy schedule, before you get to work, before you do anything else, seek God, our creator. You know, oftentimes us preachers, we give you a lot of theology about something and sometimes we neglect to give you practical Simple tools to be able to accomplish what God has called us to do. The Bible says not only to be a listener of his word, but to be a doer of his word. And so we have a little thing that I want to challenge us on that I think will change your life. And it's called the first 15. Say with me, first 15. First 15. 15. Oftentimes people ask me, Pastor Carlos, how do I have a quiet time? This is a very simple and practical way to have a quiet time. Begin your first 15 minutes, and there's an insert in your worship folder, seeking God. Five minutes of worship, five minutes of reading God's word, and then five minutes of praying. First 15, right here. Monday morning you wake up, and before you do anything else, God, I'm going to seek you, and I'm going to praise you, and I'm going to worship you, and I'm going to follow your ways. Fill me with your joy. Fill me with your gladness. Fill me with your love before I get into the busy schedule of life. Maybe you're here today and you're thinking, well, Pastor Carlos, I can't do it in the morning. It's fine. Do it at night. But just do it. First 15. Maybe you spend an hour with God. That's awesome. Continue to do so. But this is a very simple, practical way. I worship you, God give you all the praise you put on the Spotify and put the Christ Fellowship album and begin to worship him, begin to sing to him, open up God's word, and then take five minutes and pray. Say no to the good so that you can say yes to the great. And the things of God is greater than anything else in this world. You know, going back to our movie Click, There's a very emotional scene at the very end where Adam Sandler goes into his future, 30 years down into his future, and he looks at his life, and he realizes that he had filled his entire schedule with work, spending more time in his company, working harder, trying to obtain that promotion, and he had filled his entire schedule with working, and he had neglected 
his family. He had neglected his wife. He had neglected his children. He had neglected his father, his mother. And at the end of his life, he's filled with so much regrets, so much pain, and so much shame. In fact, take a moment right now and look at this video. Hey, Dad. Sorry to uh, bug you. Would you mind looking at my, uh, my shopping mall design again? This one is cheaper. But if you check this out, you'll see it has Whoa. a much better natural flow. Chief Owen, like I said, I just let me do my email. Yeah, yeah, you're right, Dad. Um, he ain't right. Look at it! Surprise! Hey, Grandpa. Oh, my God. <laughs> when did you get so handsome? So, Michael, I had a wonderful idea. Your mother's playing canasta with her friends tonight. I thought, oh, what a great opportunity. You, me, and Ben should go and have a boys' night out. Can't. I mean, you can't. I'm down for that. See, he's down. I don't know what it means, but he's down. <laughs> hey, please. Don't give me that finger. I'll make you a deal. If you come, I'll show you the quarter trick. Will you look at the man? I'll tell you the secret. No, Dad. Don't you want to know how I you do the stupid trick? I've always known. Can you let me do my work? You've always known. You're pathetic. I'm so sorry I parched in. I love you, son. See you later, Grandpa. I love you. Dad. Bob. Bob. I know that's a movie, but for some of us, that's reality. We have been so consumed with so many other things, so focused on things that do not matter, things in this life that pull us away, distract us from the things of God. And maybe that's you today. Maybe that is a picture, a video of your life focused on working, focus on hobbies and you've neglected not only God, your Savior but you've neglected your family as well. But I have good news for you today because God's word says that his mercies are new every single day. And today you have an opportunity to say, you know what God I'm going to simplify my schedule I'm going to simplify my life I'm going to simplify my soul and I'm going to seek you first before anything else, and I will say no to the good so that I can say yes to the great. Fill me with your love. Fill me with your joy. Fill me with your forgiveness. Somebody needed to hear this message. Come on, church family. I'm going to follow God. I'm going to pursue God. I'm going to go after his ways, and I'm going to say, Jesus, I will remove everything that has hindered me, everything that has distracted me, everything that has gone in the way, and I'm going to give it to you, Lord. Come on, church family. Let's stand to our feet. And let's begin by worshiping Him. Let's give Him the worship and let's give Him the praise. Come on. If you want to take your next step as a believer, we want to hear about it. Let us know at cfmemmy.org slash connect and filling out a connection card. We want to thank you so much for joining us. We love you and God bless.